Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. Uh, I am Ray. And I'm Ed. And today we're looking at... Oh, actually, you tell us. What are we looking at today? We are looking stunning at this. What are we looking at? And remember it. <laughs> well, the year is 1978. Is Dr. Strange. Correct. the Monday. Now, do you even remember this movie? It's, um, I'm going to talk to you. I'll talk, explain why I don't remember this movie until later on. I don't either. Really? Not the 1978 version. Really? No clue. Okay. I don't know who the people are. Oh, okay, that's... Okay, okay. Well, when this came out, it was... Well, you, you probably know, this was a backdoor pilot for a series. It did not get picked up. So Stanley really liked the, liked the pilot. He also liked uh, Incredible Hulk. Those were the two things that he was a strong promoter of. Right? Um, now, The Incredible Hulk and Sp the Amazing Spider-Man was coming... was actually airing on CBS at no. this time. Oh, well. Right, so this would be a third uh, superhero uh, series if it got the green light to, to air on CBS uh, so it didn't get picked up. Now, the reason why you may not remember this and the reason why I never saw it is because that same weekend, it was, uh, I'll tell you what day it was, it was on, debuted on September 6th, 1978. Because that same weekend, Roots. Oh, okay. Roots, the Roots, the Alex, Alex Haley, is it called? Alex Haley's yeah. Roots. That weekend it debuted. Wow. And I know for a fact that my family was watching Roots. Was yeah. So that was the reason why I never, it doesn't even ring a bell to me. I saw this movie uh, on a re rerun back in probably 1984, I think. Maybe, yeah. Maybe way back then. Uh, this stars Jessica Walters from Arrested Development and Peter mm -hmm. Hooten. Uh People will not know who this guy is. Uh, he, had a per, he had a serious perm going on, and uh, but, yeah. but it, for him, he rocked it. it. It was like it looked really cool. Uh, Peter, uh, if you saw the movie Orca, it's kind of like Jaws, but for a killer whale. You might remember this movie okay. when it came out. No? Yeah, I, I, I keep thinking it's Bo Derek's in it, but I don't think Bo Derek was in that movie. But anyways, there's a movie called Orca. It's about a killer whale. It's like yeah. it's kind of like Jaws. Well, he was in mm -hmm. that film, so that was his big splash debut part, yeah oh. pardon pardon pun splash debut yeah so okay. it was one of those uh things it was written and directed by philip uh, uh guerrero jr director of photography was enzo martinelli and his producer was alec uh beaton now the reason why i say these three names is because all three guys here were all specifically and primarily in television whether it's uh, tv mm -hmm. movies or tv series and they've always worked together uh crossed over whether it's in the bionic woman movie, uh, series mm -hmm. Uh, the Gemini Man, which is about an Invisible Man type character back in the seventies, mm -hmm. or Baba Black Sheep, which is the, the kind of the fighter pilots series back in the seventies. Which I mean, I don't know if you might remember that one. Uh, but anyways, these guys were heavily, heavily, heavily in television, both television movies as well as okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite shows as a kid. I mean, I have a handful of uh, favorite shows like Auto Man. Uh, Misfits of Science, BJ and the Bear. Uh, one of my mm -hmm. other shows I liked was a show called Whiz Kids. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Philip A. Guerrero Jr. He was the showrunner for that as well as being showrunner for uh, um, for this. Mm -hmm. uh, not sure the creator for this movie. Uh, and he wanted, he really wanted to make a, a series off this. Um, he has he, one of his friends was the. Um, this was the uh, composer who did the, the, mm -hmm. the, the electronic score for this. Paul Ch uh, Chirara. Uh, he he mentioned he, he did an interview in 2016. He, actually, Chirara, you can see a lot of interviews on YouTube. Um, mm. I don't know why. Uh, anyways, he said that he really he was disappointed that it didn't get picked up for a series. He was it was really um, uh, it was it was it was something that was, it was a project that he was really proud of doing. And Stanley kind of echoed that sentiment. He watched that. He actually enjoyed. Um, 
uh, the movie. So, uh, Evie, give us the rundown of this movie. Which movie? No, nineteen seventy-eight. Nineteen seventy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, that one. I kind of didn't understand what was going on. Okay. Because I didn't know any of the characters. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it was bad, but you know, you see, uh, uh, see a woman, um, she, um, and then another man and then an Asian and yeah I didn't know who was who her name is Morgan Le Fay study her face and remember it what does it say one day you must take up Latin one the enchantress queen of the sorceress the dark queen Find your enemy under the ancient symbol of light. The time now comes when he must pass on the powers entrusted to him. He grows old and weary of the burdens of his life, Father. Destroy the old man before the powers are past, and victory will be ours. When does it begin? Now, I know that there, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just didn't get it. Okay, well, let me ask you this before we go further. Um, well, how much of Doctor Strange, like just of the character of the comic book, are you familiar with? Going um, or Before even going, like, like just not even just the movie, but just with Doctor Strange at all. Like how much of the character or his story do you, are you familiar with at all in any sense of the word? None, to be honest with you. Oh, really? None. Okay, so um, all right. Well, I'm I like new. Mm-hmm. Um, new. I just know who the guy is. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Doctor Strange. I don't know any of his sidekicks or right. any. Yeah, I right. don't. So the only reference you would have would, would be the 2016 then, because that you saw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's that's fair enough. All right. So I'll tell you. Okay, I remember this movie, and that was my first introduction to to Doctor Strange. To be perfectly honest, and my memory of that is sort of like at the, it's kind of fragmented because again, it was it came out in '78, but I saw it in '84, '85, okay. I think. So, but that's like what twenty plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Oh my gosh, no, it's more than that. It's four. It's almost. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to go into how old it was, but like. <laughs> right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so it was it was a long time ago. The '80s was long. What was it? Yeah. 20, we're twenty twenty one. So that's 21 years minus like 20. Almost like 40. 20 years yeah, minus. Almost like 36 or something. 40 like, years? Well, no, I can't be saying. Well, yes, yeah, like 36 years, right? I always remember his hands being destroyed. But like in the movie, it's, you know, it's not that. I don't know why. I, maybe I'm confusing with some of the movie. But anyways, uh, I remember the, the, the movie a little bit. And it was sort of, yeah, it was sort of a lackluster thing. But like it was, it was very psychedelic. Um, yeah, it was definitely. It's a character that's based on the occult. So if you speak, you know, if you think about it, even today, parents didn't didn't trust Harry Potter. You know, people today right, yeah. think it's very dark. It's like evil or, or have issues with Harry Potter, even though it's a very popular mm-hmm. book. Um, so can you imagine 1970 having a character like that? You know, it, you you wouldn't have a large audience because people were no. automatically. I like heavy heavy metal music now, but like back then in the 70s, the only image we had was skulls. You look at Grateful Dead mm-hmm. or um, Judas Priest 
or whatever, or, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. It was all these skulls and these zombies. So it had a very, the visual element was very off-putting. And so yeah. as, as some parents who were protective of their little kids, which I was at the time, didn't, you know, warded us against watching, listening to, listening to music because it was devil music or it was, yeah. because of the other perception, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not seeing it for what it was, which, which in this case was just uh, the supernatural, not devil or Satanism or anything like that. Though the, mm-hmm. he had like a symbol that was similar to a pentagram, which is sort of strange too. Yeah. Um, some of it, but it, it didn't really. It's well, it wasn't that, but it kind of mirrored that a little bit. So it did tread mm-hmm. some serious waters. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned before, Jessica Walters from Arrested Development was in it. Uh, she played Morgan Le Fay. Uh, and of the, mm-hmm. now, if you, you know that as a character from King Arthur uh, Legends, uh, yeah. now Morgan Le Fay was an actual uh, Marvel character. It was licensed as a Marvel character too. Um, oh. I was I'm a huge fan of Spider Woman growing up too. I got mm-hmm. the, I got it. She did her very first Soul series came out in the early '80s. Uh, it was it was a 50 part issue. In the last four episodes, five, four, three, two, three issues, uh, she went up against Morgan Le Fay. Uh, she was a character that was shown in the Avengers too. Uh, it was an actual Marvel villain, villainous before the Enchantress, or was sort of like mm-hmm. with the Enchantress. Uh, so it was a property, a version of Morgan Le Fay because Arthurian legend was licensed for Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So in case you're wondering, like, why is the character there? Uh, Marvel did have license uh, to use that character, and I just for mm-hmm. some reason remember that very vividly in terms of it's it being the 70s okay, looking at it now the special effects is cheesy as all hell like it's just bad like it's, it's totally psychedelic and it, and it's the 70s so it really plays on col- the color scheme yeah. of red and blue and yeah. going through a herbal mist um, yeah. but uh, yeah I, I like the idea of it being well, okay as a person who studies psychology yourself it makes sense why does it make sense because a lot of people who are diagnosed with schizophrenia or uh, see, where they simply see demons or dragons or whatever it is yeah they can Right. Um, it's because you know mental illness you know back then they thought you know they saw demons you know because we yeah. don't know uh, if it's they're actually channeling into another dimension or they're just crazy you know crazy mm-hmm. not, crazy is not the word you want to use of course mentally mm-hmm. ill or, or you know but it would be a character who could both diagnose a person but also can treat it if it is supernatural and, and so mm-hmm. so having a person who specializes in mental health, health so a lot of, so every episode would have been like an episode where someone comes in who were who was attract, attacked by a dragon or some sort of like demon in the sleep or whatever it is like Dumamu yeah. or whatever, and you don't you wouldn't know if it was a um, an actual apparition or it was just or he's something in someone's head like or he's just doing too much drugs or mushrooms. An episode of the week would be a, a, a patient that would come in with some sort of ailment or attack, mm-hmm. you know, and you would try to figure out uh, is it supernatural or is it um, in the person's mind, and that's why they were focus so much on the hospital mm-hmm. right yeah right because uh, one of the critics was they felt it, it felt like a uh, a medical drama of the week the way mm-hmm. he, they spent so much time of it most of it was spent in the medical in the hospital in the so yeah yeah sure. then, then it was in the in the realm in the astral realm or whatever it yeah. is so uh but they wanted to set up the idea that it's a, he's a doctor first who happens to be sensitive to the supernatural too yeah, and uh, he's very much like Harry Potter because, in the sense that you know, his parents knew who, of his greatness, and they died, uh, you know, protecting him. Yeah, yeah. So I gave away my double feature right there. But uh, okay. So, uh, but for you, what, what where did you thought? How did you uh, look at this? Okay, I know it didn't make sense to you, but like, how did you come out of this? 
you know, of this movie, like thinking about this film? Did it did it um, appeal well, to you in any way, or it had a love story in it, which is cool. You know, mm-hmm. kind of um, got rid of the, you know, it wasn't that that dark. Okay. Um, although, yeah, some scenes were, mm-hmm. but the fact that he found love at the end that was pretty cool. You know, and him being a doctor, you know, that was all right, but. Yeah, it was still hard to follow. That's what I think. It's funny you mentioned the love at the end. Do you, you realize he had a redo at the end for love? Like she forgot all about the relationship, and then he had a second chance of repeating all the same lines again. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You know, so mm-hmm. he kind of manipulated the love part of it. Did you? What do you think about that? That was that was okay. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it was all right. It's good to have have that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, I found it hard to follow. <laughs> But that's just me. Uh, the girl, I, I, you might remember her from from Sledgehammer, Duro. Okay. Only because I, I like the show Sledgehammer. It came out in 86, 88. Anyways, she was married to Michael Crichton in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. when they, they divorced, before he passed away, they, they divorced. And she got like $84 million in divorce settlement. Wow. So it's, she, okay. got, she, she has one of the highest divorce settlements in history. So when they divorced... Because Crichton did Jurassic Park, he he's the creator behind ER the series. I mean, the man had money, you know, and uh, and so she got like a like she, I know she received a a, a ranch with a stable of horses, like a lot, like, like just tons of money. Wow. So okay. she did okay for herself. She retired obviously, and she's cool. happy as far as I last yeah. heard. But uh, anyways, the 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 cast is like one of my favorite. The guy who played Wong, uh, Clyde, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe it's pronounced Kasatsu. He's normally playing judges. He's played twenty-four judges in movies and TV. Wow. You know, wow. Um, and uh, he's one of my favorite actors uh, from a movie that I like. Um, okay. Uh, I won't go into which movie it is, but like if I ever saw him, I would probably tease him, like ask him questions, like to no end about this movie that I I, I love him in. Um, but anyway, okay, cool. but Wong uh, is a character that's familiar with. He has in okay in this is sort of stereotypical in 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 the actual comic book. Doctor Strange has I won't say a servant, but like uh, um, a person who follows him, like his um, okay. that he mentors is Wong, is an Asian person. Yeah, uh, I, I think the, the 2016 did a little better version of it. But uh, in in this movie or in this yeah in this television movie, Wong is a um, pupil of the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, so that was kind of like interesting how they get his character inside uh, this one. Uh, it was cool how they used the cat as to, to use it to break through the barrier, mm-hmm. the black cat. Um, nice. But uh, overall, it's an occult superhero. Um, okay, so Morgan Le Fay, basically, uh, you know, she is she's used she was she sent in to kill the original Sorcerer Supreme. You know, and of course, the anointed one to be replacement would be um, the successor would be Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the whole thing, and uh, Strange was able to, to defeat her because uh, he she was denied the pleasures of the flesh for being so old for so long. It was a very silly crackpot um, plot of the movie of this movie, but like um, I thought. How do I put this? I guess for the seventies, because you want to have a swinger, swinging kind of like you know, like I guess swingers were really heavy back in the seventies, so you have a character that's like that, um, mm-hmm. and they don't really say it out loud, but I think yeah, they kind of kind of hinted to the idea that uh, Doctor Strange was a player, but yeah, you know, um, it it was it's interesting in that sense. Um, uh, over overall, like what what what's the takeaway you come from this? Like over like anything that you come out of this for you? Mm-hmm. It was 
like like it was just okay for me okay all right. Yeah, just okay for me. That's all. All right. Well, for me, a big okay. Get into the big picture. Okay, really, it has nothing to do with anything of the MCU because it's a 1970s stuff movie. So uh, you can't even connect this. Even if you wanted to connect it to the, the Doctor Strange, which was 19, 2008, 2016's Doctor Strange, uh, there's very little little connection. I mean, other than it being Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. being a character named Wong, um, mm-hmm. you know. You have, and he does magic to fight darkness. Yeah. From coming in, he's protect, he's protecting the world from a demon. You know, that's, that's so what great. it comes to. Yeah, like Dumamu. Uh, but this one looks like a. Um, well, I don't want to, I think, to describe this character. It sounds phallic, um, character yeah. like appearance, but that's putting it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. He just his job is to protect the world from supernatural uh, entities. That's not mm-hmm. on this planet, uh, and that's where that's where it begins, and that's where it pretty much ends. Um, I yeah. I thought it was okay. Uh, it's it was kind of fun. Um, you know, it did, it did have. I like the musical. Score. What do you think about the musical score? It was all right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, they kind kind of went with the uh, with all the bad special effects with mm-hmm. the swirling. Yeah. You know, swirling things coming out of nowhere and mm-hmm. him falling into space. Or anyway, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'll just for fans who were like Dario D'Argento, um, if you if you're a fan of like Inferno, um, Suspiria, or um, any of those films, uh, mm-hmm. you have there's a group called Goblin. They're a European uh, band. They do like the kind of a uh, uh, the sound. It sounds very much like a Dario's like Inferno. Like if you've seen those films, Argento, he's he's an Italian horror film director. Mm. Uh, the music is very much uh, resembles that. So if uh, so, right off right off the gate, if you're a fan of '80s horror, um, they have that kind of feel, and it really. So the musical score is what stood out for me the most in this. Um, yeah. Um, you know, because I, I don't I don't know if you've seen Suspiria, the the newest version, the one with um, no. Dakota Johnson, but like it's really the '70s of because this was the '70s uh, movies that came out 1978, 1976 movies. Um, so like deep red, so the, these are the things that that come out. These were the things that were, I guess in the in the zeitgeist or the Rolodex of people back then. So that was interesting. Um, okay, cool. you know, so it, it it played to that in terms of in terms of the music. So like you, you know when you watch it, Jason, that you get the or Halloween, yeah. the music is what set the tone for you. So yeah, if you were in sure. the '70s, this would set the tone for you for this uh, movie. Now that was that's probably one of its strengths. Seven out of ten, and this reminds me for a double feature. It reminds me of Doctor Who, nineteen ninety six, the television movie. Um, okay. The producer was Alex Beaton. Uh, he's also the producer of this movie, so it had the same kind of vibe where you have a um, where that movie you had the Doctor and this and, a, and another entity who was basically a millennium away from regenerating again. Okay. So you had a character that was wants to regenerate or relive again. And it was like it felt like a turn of the century type of character, uh, like the Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty kind of character you have facing off with each other. Right. So you kind of have that same kind of feel. Mm-hmm. How, how about yeah. you? Sort of. mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'd give it maybe a six point five, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because of I don't know, because of the special effects, you know. Right. Like in such a, uh, um, you know, in in like the seventies. Um, they were pretty good, I guess, right? Uh, not stunning, but not bad. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know um, and, uh, you know, so I think um, that they did try, uh, like, to have a, 
good special effects. So that's why I'm why I think it's maybe a six six point five. In double feature, what you what do you think would be a good a good pairing for this movie then? Um, I would. Okay. Um, remember, um, those 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 um, cheap movies with Frankenstein or whatever. It was part of a show. I can't remember what it's called, but there was um, uh, Igor in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Hilarious House of Frankenstein. That's it. Okay. Oh wow. That's it. Oh wow. You're going. Yeah, we're going way like back. That. Yeah. What? No, you go. No, I mean I know what what you're talking about. So yeah, the Hilarious. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 It's called the Hilarious House of Frankenstein. That's it. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. You know. So kind of like that. No, you're right. Because re- it was trippy, right? That was like a completely yeah. trippy like show, you know? Sweet. Exactly. All right. So that's why. So, yeah. So that's my verdict on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to give you this one little bit of you know, additional information. Uh, to find this movie, uh, all for, for the longest time, you could only get it on VHS. It was released on DVD on November 1st. Uh, 2016, a week before the release of Doctor Strange, the Benedict Cumberbatch movie. Okay. So, uh, so now you can probably find if you were looking for this or on Amazon, you can probably locate the DVD now. Or uh, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be available on Blu-ray, but it might be. Uh, but I know if you get it on VHS, it's going to probably cost you like 200 bucks to get. Yeah, on, on Amazon, it's such an obscure uh, thing. But the good mm-hmm. news is you can catch, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube for free. Yeah, exactly. So, cool. Yeah. Did you watch it on YouTube or did you watch this on video? Um, on video, actually. Yeah. It's like, I got you the screener, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Was not bad. All right. All right. Nice. Okay. So let's get into some bonus stuff. Okay. So first off, we have a segment that we call Ask Evie, where we talk some of our, we got some social media questions. So some of our fans have got us some questions for me to pass on to you, Evie. Okay. So, so again, it's two questions and it's just, again, on the topic of super, of superhero genre. Uh, again, film. This is strictly film. So in terms of the first question is, who do you think it was the wor- the absolute worst casting choice in the movie? What? In which movie? Any movie. Any movie. Any movie. Any film in, but the deal with the two superhero genre. It could be a villain. It could be a hero. Right? Okay. But who do you think was was the worst person cast for a role? Um, the guy in in Captain America from the seventies. Oh, as a what, what, Red Skull or Matt Salinger as, as Captain America. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe it was just cheesy. I don't know, but <laughs> well, no, he, yeah, no, he's acting. I mean, he's not. He's not really a. What you call it? An amazing actor. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's who I pick. Anyway. That's that's cool. That's cool. All right. And the next question would be okay. Uh, which movie? This is not a character. But which movie do you think has the the most widespread destruction in the film? I would say the Terminator Two Judgment Day. Oh really? Yeah, because like eighty cars were blown up or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you know, such and such. Mo- um, how many men were killed? Right, because it was a nuclear holocaust and a lot of things happened it too is. in the flashbacks. Yeah, so that's what I would say. Oh, very interesting. Cool. You know, or Rambo, or the first Rambo too. I would. Would you call Rambo a superhero movie? No, not no. Sorry, I wouldn't. I thought he. Ne- yeah, never mind. 
Well, he, well he's in Mortal Kombat, so I don't know. <laughs> it depends how you look yeah. at it. <laughs> it's the, the criteria is going out the window. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Right, okay. So next up, okay, we're, now here's something we normally do. Now, now we're doing a countdown of the MCU movies where we count down uh, the top tiers from number one to number 23. Okay. Okay. So right now we're at uh, from 10 to 15. Uh, number 15, uh, I have Ant-Man. Um, I would say um, The Avengers. Okay. At number 14, right. I have Captain Marvel. Okay. Ant-Man, The Wasp. At and number 13, I have Thor, the original Kenneth Branagh movie. Ragnarok. Okay. At, at number 12, I have Captain America, First Avenger. They're from Joe okay. Johnson. And now, that movie, I thought it would be really, really bad. But the more I watched that movie, I think I've seen that movie three to four times. I think I guess for our reviews and for other reasons. Every time I watch mm -hmm. it, um, I don't hate it as much. I, I like it even more. I find new stuff in it. That's just weird. And okay. Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, number 11, I have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Thor 1. And at number 10, I have Spider-Man Far From Home. And Guardians 2. Okay, perfect. All right. So, yeah, and then our next one will be come back. We'll count down from uh, 5 to 10. So, you know, so Guardian Seas will be number 10 and then going further up. And so let's end off with basically how can they reach us, Evie? Twitter. Mm -hmm. Internet. Right. www.pantheonofm.com. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. And with that, I am Ray. And I'm Evie. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.